Welcome to the Brian Beebe Half Hour Variety Hour. It's really 15 minutes of fun, music, and laughter stretched out into something much, much longer. And now, here's your host, Brian Beebe. Try to, try to avoid looking at that, because it's a seven, you know, five-second delay or whatever. Hey, welcome aboard, everybody. It's, uh, it's Brian Beebe. Once again, uh, it, we're, we're doing Tuesday uh, due to some, somebody else's uh, scheduling thing and, and uh, due to the fact that I really don't care which day we do it. As long as I can get the word out to my friends that I'm doing it, and, uh, and um, as long as I get a few people to pay attention, listen to what I'm talking about, I'm happy. Uh, Brian Beebe, brought to you once again by Sorrento's uh, Italian restaurant at uh, the Wilderness in Wisconsin Dells. And uh, and Monk's Bar and Grill uh, in six locations in Wisconsin. We got two of them in the Dells. Uh, you've heard me say this an awful lot. One of them has a great theater in the basement, and uh, one of them is where the whole Monk's thing started. And and all six of them have great Reuben sandwiches. I know they're famous for their cheeseburgers. And, and the one in the Dells, actually, if you go to that bar, the Monk's in the Dells. They still, if you order a cheeseburger or hamburger, they still serve it to you on a piece of uh, wax paper, not oh, a nice. plate. The old, the plastic old, basket? No basket. No, no plan. Okay. No, there's, yeah. a, there's a plastic piece of paper folded. You know, they go psh, pull it out of the box, put the burger on it, and bring it over, like holding it like this. Yes. And the, the, the fries are in a basket, so it is just a, a silly tradition that they, they want to hang on to there. But the other one in the Dells, at the Wilderness, out on the, the Strip. They call it the Strip, Highway 12, between, uh, uh, between Tommy Bartlett's and, the, and the inter- Exit 92 on the interstate is the Strip. That's where all the new construction is, and, uh, and that's where all the businesses seem to want to be. That's where uh, Sorrento's is, by the way. You get off on uh, 92 and go uh, towards town. You go through three lights, and we're right there on the right. And... Um, they got music. Uh, I play there four nights a week, and and somebody else plays there Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So, it's it's a great great place, great food, uh, great atmosphere, and uh, I put a picture of it on my uh, promotion for this uh, show today. So uh, today the number here is six zero eight two one zero sixteen sixty seven. If you can see that right there, and um, we're going to talk about a number of things. Uh, one of the one of the things we will be talking about is uh, is the concert this weekend at Monks uh, at the Wilderness with a, a group called Joe 2.0. Uh, they've been there before, and um, I'll be talking about that that band and that concert a little bit later in the show. And I'm hoping we get some uh, uh, special special guests to call in and and uh, talk to us about it too. But also. Um, you know, I I usually like to throw out a whole bunch of different subjects, and uh, today we're going to have kind of an open the phone feeling. We're going to throw out a bunch of different subjects, and then call in and talk about whatever you feel like. Okay, um, it's actually tax day. The I, I, and that's the last I'm going to say about it. It's the last day you can get your taxes in, um, and you can file for an extension and all that stuff. But you can uh, you can even file uh, late. But you still got to have the money in there. They still want the money. And anyway, 
Uh, we we brought up a, a little subject about tattoos last uh, week, but we didn't really talk about them too much. I don't have any tattoos. Do you? Um, what do you like? What are you wanting to get? What do you think about tattoos? What do you think about people who get uh, 30 or 40 of them? I mean... Yakuza back pieces? Yeah. <laughs> and what happens then... Uh, I have a feeling that the business of re removing tattoos is going to be big in the future. Yeah. After kids get kind of past... Uh, Maybe they get families and I maybe they're pretty big. grandkids. Oh, you think so? A lot I of people so. yeah. getting them removed a lot. Yep. And how, and how do they remove them? Have you have you? Is it a burning it's a thing? Yeah, it's a, they burn it off and then this, you just live with a scar. I I don't know. I don't know. Never had never had to remove a tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> well, if it if it doesn't leave you clean as a whistle, clean as you were before you got it, there's no point. Just hmm. just go ahead and keep it. You know what I mean. And try to explain it to your granddaughter. You know, <laughs> if you're a grandma and you've got, uh, you know, ten tattoos and they all say these w weird things and stuff, just just explain it uh, to her and 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 explain that you regret it. Maybe I don't know. Kidnapped by pirates. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Taken down to the wharf. There you go. The yeah. docks, and you were forced to no, whatever it is. I mean, I don't have any problem with the. Uh, a, a pretty tattoo in a well-placed uh, uh, position and stuff like that. I don't, I don't really have any problem with it. But what what do you got? What do you got that you really love? And what are you planning to get? And how much are they? And have you had any removed? All right. Um, I don't know if you, you know, I, I pay a little bit of attention to the news, probably more than I should. And, uh, boy, there was a heck of a uh, crowd of reporters out in front of that uh, Manhattan courthouse the other day when they thought, I mean, here's, here's uh, uh, the uh, Stormy Daniels lawyer and, and my, even Michael Cohen walked right in, no, no people around him. They were all waiting for Stormy. They all wanted to see Stormy Daniels walk into the court, you know. This uh, porn star who's uh, battling Trump in the courts. And, uh, you know... Uh, Say what you will about it. You think it's good, bad, or otherwise. Um, this poor Michael Cohen would not be in court at all if it wasn't for Stormy Daniels bringing this case. And, the, and whatever he has done or, or hasn't done doesn't matter. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be out there. It'd be still secret. Him and him and Trump. Uh, if it wasn't for this Stormy Daniels thing. And here's what you probably heard this already. But uh, this Michael Cohen has only had three clients the whole last two years, Trump and another guy, and they made them disclose who this third guy was. They said he was kind of a, a famous person, and they really didn't want to disclose it, but the judge made him say who it was, and it was Sean Hannity, Fox News um, superstar Sean Hannity. So he had some business dealings with uh, Michael Cohen, too. And all I want to say about that is that when I was in, living in Florida in the wintertime back in the 80s, I listened to a lot of AM radio, 970 AM, a lot. And it was talk radio. And, uh, and Sean Hannity had a show, and Glenn Beck had a show uh, after... Uh, I, I was down there a couple of years. Glenn Beck got a show. And these two guys, 
as as wacky as you might think they are now. They they weren't back then. I mean, I listened to Sean Hannity uh, on a real regular basis, and it wasn't necessarily uh, political. And if it was, it wasn't all right right wing stuff. And 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 Glenn Beck, he was more of a of a performance artist. He would have uh, staged guests call in or be on the show, you know, that were, and they would do these whacked out things um, just for laughs. Or and sometimes he would, it would be something that he'd pretend to be really sad and crying on the show, you know, and it was all staged. It was, yeah. you know, so then all of a sudden, I mean, I thought Glenn Beck, and I don't know if you've ever heard of some of these guys uh, that that do these late night uh, aliens and conspiracy shows and stuff. But uh, they're, they're they're plenty of fun on uh, talk radio, national nationally syndicated stuff. But these guys, Glenn Beck and, and Sean Hannity, were not wackos. I mean, uh, back then, they I think they they got paid really good to change over and be. Uh, right wingers and and wackos. I I don't know. That's all I want to say about that. Um, I saw a friend of mine on uh, on uh, is this is this still dead? I think our, our live picture died, man. Is it gone? All right. Uh, I saw a friend of mine post on uh, Facebook that uh, uh, to remind you to take care of these poor birds that got covered up. Uh, the last few days, and this, uh, they all came back. Yeah. You know, they all flew all the way back here. And what happens? 20 inches of snow. Smashed. And yeah. and uh, the food is covered up. And so, I mean, I've been out there putting uh, old, uh, rusty old baking trays that I had and hadn't used uh, with bird seed on it, throwing it on top of the snow. Now they get covered up again when it's snowing, but at least you're throwing something out there, throwing the... Uh, some cheap bread, something out there for those birds. And uh, I got an outdoor cat, Molly, that she's uh, she's confused. <laughs> I mean, the the snow was too deep for her a couple, three days ago to get where she, from where she hides to the front porch where the food is. But then that, that snow froze, <laughs> and it was hard underneath the uh, inch or two of the top snow right. so she could walk on top of it. And she walked in, and I, I put some food in her little shed where she hides, and then I put some out on the porch, and she's back in the swing. She's uh, she's uh, doing good. Um, I don't know what's going on with the gardens that started to come up. I mean, there was uh, uh, daffodils were just about ready to unroll, and and and. Uh, and then now they're probably everything dead. I had a lot of sprouts coming up, and I got a lot of uh, flower gardens. And I live out in the country, and there's lots of room for uh, lots of flower beds, and we're making them bigger all the time. So, and I got a good helper um, helping me with all that because it's uh, it's hard work. I I have a really good idea for for planning out. I think we should make that garden go out there. And uh, and this garden here, uh, we're going to take some out of it and put it, and and, and that's I'm good at that. But um, the digging and the raking and the stuff is uh, something that somebody else is really good at. And I'll I'll just uh, tell you our initials uh, K R. All right, uh, my girl Karen, she's very good and she loves it. Somebody's on the phone. Oh Zeno. Hey, we got Zeno. Hello, Brian. Hey, hello, Zeno. 
I've been trying. I've been meaning to call you even uh, sooner than this, but it's just getting so crazy. Well, you know, and and my my time slots. We're thinking changed. on Wednesday afternoon. Now being Tuesday. Yeah, my, my yeah, I was on Wednesday, and I was at three o'clock. Then I was at five o'clock. I mean, it's been very, very difficult to, to keep up with it. But but how are you doing, man? Um, Excellent. Yeah, you, you Life know. Is good. Hey, do you know? Busy, you know. Yeah, I had a Harlem uh, flashback at work this weekend, uh, Friday night. Luann Peterson from my class and her younger sister Cheryl Peterson from your class. Uh, we're we're in Sorrentos, and uh, had a great time. We talked about you, and we talked about Robin. Uh, this is on the phone here, everybody. In case you don't know, my friend Zeno uh, is Randy Hogan, and he went to he and I went to high school together. And then well, he don't forget that Joe Ketchum's on the line also. He is right now. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here. Uh, you no, know, he, he's like Harpo Marx. He never says anything. <laughs> he's not allowed to speak on stage. But but uh, the, this we is can use the telephone. This is yeah. Zeno and Joe, everybody, and uh, Zeno and Joe occasionally add uh, uh, four other very capable musicians. Uh, three or four? Is it three or four? Drummer, four other musicians. That's correct. And they call it Joe Two and they're performing at the Monks uh, at the theater in Monks uh, this weekend, Saturday night, and uh, it's a show that you won't forget. Zeno and Joe come out by themselves and they and they uh, are guitar and uh, and uh, a, a violin with uh, lots and lots of electronic effects on it that makes it sound like a rock orchestra or a, a classical uh, sound or whatever whatever that song calls for they do it and they make a huge noise in the classic rock sort of arena. Um, but but they're open to suggestions. I mean, these guys play requests. They've been playing in clubs for so long. Uh, Zeno is also the lead singer of uh, the group Bad Boy, the, the perennial favorite at uh, Milwaukee's Summerfest. And they're opening up for, uh, you're the opening act for Cheap Trick this year. Won't that be fun? Yeah, because Zeno okay, used to... I see Rick and I can say, hey, Rick, remember 1974? Here I am again. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't forgotten you, man. Zeno was the original lead singer for the group uh, Cheap Trick uh, back in, jeez, uh, I'm not even going to say how far back it was, man. But he was the first guy, and Robin was the second guy. And everything <coughs> everything was cool. Um, I sang with Bunny a, a, a couple of weeks ago. I saw that, I saw yeah. that on, on Facebook. Yeah, he wouldn't let me do more than two songs, but that was still fun. We'll have to... Uh... Yeah, nobody gets more than two songs. We'll have to look up one of these days and go down there. That'd be, that would be fun. Had I known you were going to be there, I would have showed up. Well, you should, man. Uh, well, we will. Rockford. I'll talk to them. Not, not, maybe, maybe May. Let me look, look at my calendar. Well, May 14. And May 14, uh, we're going back down. Well, let me take a look That's, here. See of course, where I'm at. Of course, it's a Monday night. You don't have anything going on Monday nights, do you? That but, would be good for me. We're talking about Bunny Carlos, the original drummer for Cheap Trick, has a little uh, band that plays uh, one night a month in, in Rockford at a place called Mary's Place right on the river. And uh, and uh, the, their tour, they, they occasionally publish some dates for their uh, winter tour, and it's like uh, Monday, December 5th, and it's uh, number, uh, Monday, January 9th. and it, One night a month at Mary's, that, that's their tour. They don't go anywhere else. 
But anyway, Joe, fun. Joe Ketchum, uh, Joe, help me out, man. I've, I've, I've written about you guys and talked about you guys so much. Joe is a concert, concert master at the Starlight Theater in Milwaukee down in the Third Ward. And he is classically trained up the ying, ying, and can play uh, violin and, and score. And, and what else do you do for the theater, Joe? Um, yeah, I work for the, the Scarlet Theater. I also play for the um, I'm concertmaster of the Beloit Janesville Symphony. Oh, yeah? Beloit. I'm actually, yeah, actually headed down there now. I've got a concert up, coming up in uh, early May, so I've got a rehearsal down there. And, and wasn't it wasn't it something that the, the Wisconsin State String Ensemble thing that you were, you were chairman of for a long time, oh, too? Oh, I, uh, I, I was the chairman of the string department at the Wisconsin Conservatory of Music. <laughs> You, that's right. He's a real musician. <laughs> that that sounds impressive, man. It sounds a little bit too impressive for for guys like Zeno and me, man. But uh, but he's really cool. Joe is a uh, and don't let this uh, him fool you because uh, and let me ask you something personal, Joe. You, sure. When you when you play like at the Beloit Symphony, do you get to drink Pabst Blue Ribbon all night? <laughs> I have to wait till afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I might say Pep's the Ribbon and Jack Daniels. <laughs> well, it, I, I noticed that when you play with Zeno, that you don't wait till the end of the evening. There's usually yeah, five or six empty uh, Pep's bottles at, at your feet at any yeah, one time. Somehow I feel I'm the cause of that. <laughs> <laughs> but it works, man. What a, what a great ke chemistry you guys ha ha have had for, what, six, seven years now? Yeah, well, almost eight. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, almost eight years now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and uh, I noticed uh, he's in his car, and and Zeno, you're probably at home. So, I mean, you don't probably see each other much except when you're performing, do you? Do you guys hang out? Uh, occasionally, sure. Do you? Oh, sure. We no. we came. Might meet him at the bar or, or something along that line. Well, good. Well, me and uh, some friends and I came to uh, Browns. You, you, you still play Browns on Tuesday nights in the spring? Browns, yeah. Uh, Browns. Uh, as soon as the weather gets nice, I know we have some dates on Sundays for the Joe 2.0 band, but yeah, we'll probably be doing that. At Browns, uh, we, we were there on a Tuesday night. Up, it right? was cold, man. It was really cold, and you guys well, were up there. I'll let you know what, what the schedule is. They had a fire thing out there, and the, the alley. you were playing like in the alley outside, and it was. There was no room for you inside. I mean, it was packed. So, but anyway, this uh, this is your second or third uh, Joe Two Point show at uh, at uh, Monks at the Wilderness, isn't it? Yeah, this will be our second Saturday. Yeah, second time. Yeah, this will be our second second time there. We were we were there last year, and actually, um, last year we we played on the night when there was the snowstorm. This week will be. Fortunately, the week after the snowstorm. So right. Uh, it should be a little bit easier to get there and home. It's supposed to be miserable year. tomorrow, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, partly cloudy and, and, and partly sunny and, and much warmer. So there'll be no reason uh, weather-wise for them to not come out and rock and roll with you guys. Yeah, and Monks is a, is a beautiful club. It's a great place to see a, see a show. They have a wonderful... Um, Music room set up with a nice stage, um, built-in sound very, and lights that are all tuned to the room, and and a huge yeah yeah excellent excellent sound and lights. So it's 
it's really a wonderful place to, to see a show. And it has a huge bar that stays open till we all fall down. Huh? <laughs> it never it That's never a bonus too. It never closes. Right in the water parks as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we we just uh the show you guys do your it's a, a two and a half probably hour show so, uh starting at eight o'clock Saturday. Uh and you can there's still tickets available, I I'm assuming. I don't know, is there? Yeah, I think there. I think there are a few seats available. Um, so if people want to go, they just need to call Monks. Uh, it's the Monks Wilderness location. Yeah. Um, so uh, they, you know, they just give them a call. They can make a reservation. Um, and there's food and drinks available right in the um, in the little theater there. It's sort of a cabaret style. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's probably uh, a good idea because it's a pretty intimate uh, setting. So there's not that much seating. Yeah. And, and every seat is a good seat too. There's even if oh, yeah. you get there, uh, get your ticket late. Uh, there's no bad seats in this place. They really planned it out nicely. I will give them the the email and the phone number for getting a reservation, or, so they get a table and make sure they can get there this Saturday night. Uh, but you guys, give us an idea what kind of things that you get the most requests for. The things that you really feel like you're uh, wow in the crowd with. What 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 material, and what songs uh, do you guys feel well, really excited about doing? Versatile. Yeah. We've done a lot of different things. For instance, uh, a few years back, <clears throat> when Bowie passed away, we did a, a Bowie tribute, and actually I called up Joe and said, he know, knowing that I, I was a fan, I said, I'm going to take my guitar to the gig and play a few songs. He said. Wait, I'll play along with you. A few years <laughs> later, he called me back and he had an entire set arranged, <laughs> and uh, it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, so we've done that. Uh, we've done we've done uh, some things with that with the Prince tribute band. Uh, oh yeah. You do know, we've done everything from Led Zeppelin to Vivaldi. So. Yeah. You do, name it. Do, and do you do some Prince? You do, don't you? I'm not gonna no. Don't don't answer that because this might spoil the surprise. But uh, yeah, I, I I'm I'm always impressed that you go from. Uh, the softest uh, Beatle thing, and then all of a sudden you're doing rock and roll by Led Zeppelin, and you're doing uh, the Who, and and uh, oh my God, it, it the scope of things that you guys come up with is pretty impressive, man. You know, and I'll I'll be there uh, late. I do have to work Saturday night, but I'll be there in time to. Uh, Get completely crossed. Well, I hope you show up, Brian, because otherwise we're just going to keep playing until you do. <laughs> well, I know I, I'll be there in time to get completely cross-eyed with you guys. <laughs> you know, it, and I this this is what's cool about when you come over, that you guys play. Well, and, time for a cocktail, I think. And and you guys play until I don't know whatever time, ten thirty, eleven, whatever it is, and then uh, you you say hello to some friends, and then uh, you and the officials officials from uh, monks. And me and a few other people uh, kind of drift magnetically over to that bar and stay there till I don't know, do we, I don't even remember, do we sleep down there? Or is it, what is it? It, it is not, it's three or four in the morning for sure. I mean, Pabst Blue Ribbon and Jack Daniels, huh? What's don't that, yeah. forget the Jameson. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm hearing some. I'm hearing some. Like, are you guys operating a chainsaw while we're talking here? Is that some somebody's lights or? Anyway, hey, you guys, I, I appreciate you calling in, and uh, uh, I can't wait to see you Saturday night. 
uh, monks at the wilderness in in Wisconsin Dells, and uh, it's it's fun for you guys because Zeno, like I said, uh, I've known for 150 years, and when uh, when uh, Robin and I started playing in the Dells, Zeno came up. I don't know, we didn't even ask him to, but he came up about. Uh, uh, twice a month or something, and and sat in with us, and uh, what a sound we made, the three of us, huh? Hey there. Yep. Too bad we didn't know yeah, Joe. Joe was a young. Uh, he was still in a diapers, swaddling clothes when we were that that age. So. Well, I'm I'm gonna let you guys go. I'm gonna let you guys go and do your stuff, man. Thank you very much, Brian. Have a, have a great Thanks, week. Brian. We'll talk to you real soon. All right. See you yeah, Saturday night. Saturday. See you this weekend. It'll be great. Okay. Thanks for calling. Okay. All right. Let's 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 go to a little break, and uh, and I'll get myself organized here. But before I do, Monks at the Wilderness, uh, you can write this down. You want to contact, you want to go see these guys. Uh, they don't have that kind of a whatever that chainsaw noise in, in the background was. Maybe that was just in my phone, so I hope you didn't hear it. But you contact Dan Dot. Dan, his name is Dan Collar. But when you contact him, it's Dan Dot Collar, just like the collar on your shirt, C-O-L-L-A-R. And this is all one word, Dan Dot Collar at MonksBarnGrill.com. And that's... Write that down and keep it because that's the same address you want if you if you want to go to a Robin Zander show, or a um, Miles Nielsen show. That you have a lot of different uh, fabulous groups and grill with and shows. an e, huh? Grill with an e? No, no, no e. e. No, it's Dan dot collar at Monk's Bar and Grill, all word, all one word. Uh, dot dot com. Grill with no E. And the phone number, and I hope you won't mind me, uh, his his phone number is 608-963-0408. So if you want to just call him uh, right now and and get yourself a table for Saturday night, do it. Dan Collar, 963-0408. And that's area code 608. And I'll probably be there. I mean, I, I'll definitely be there. I was thinking I'll probably sing a song, but I probably won't either because after I get done singing it at uh, Sorrento's, I'm always um, cross-eyed, so I, I can't sing anywhere else. Anyway, here we go. We're going to take a little break. We'll be right back uh, with something something special. I don't know what. Brian Beebe Show, madisontalks.com. MadisonTalks.com is the home of Madison's most creative talk radio. If you have a serious gift of gab, you have stories to share, political, social, or religious positions to express, contact Madison Talks to have your own 60-minute weekly podcast recorded and posted for the world to hear. Have a new book to promote? Madison Talks is the ideal place to promote it. Fly solo or line up guests for your weekly live talk session. When your 60-minute program is finished live streaming, it'll be posted as a podcast to madisontalks.com for listening 24-7. Take your message to the world with madisontalks.com. 
Call 608-210-1667 or visit madisontalks.com. That's 608-210-1667 or visit madisontalks.com. madisontalks.com, looking for your creative commentary. You're listening to madisontalks.com, stimulating conversation on a variety of subjects and issues that matter. Share your questions, comments, or answers with us at 608-210-1667. Now here's your host on madisontalks.com. I just, hello, Brian Beebe, once again, Apple Loops, cool stuff, man. I just found, uh, I went on my, on my Facebook page, and somebody had posted this. Oh, Dan Collar from Monks posted this cool picture, uh, uh, an announcement of the concert on Saturday night, and shows Joe 2.0 and a very, very cool picture of him right there. And it must be their, uh, their website or something, but they're, they're appearing there Saturday night. Anyway... Uh, we we were talking a little bit about uh, my cat, the birds, the gardens, and then all of a sudden, um, I wanted to tell you. I just wrote down some notes here, some ideas for. I was listening. My son lives with me now, and he uh, kind of stays cooped up in his room there, quite a lot. I don't know if he's avoiding me or if he's just comfortable in there. But I listen, uh, he was listening to wrestling or watching wrestling on TV or something. The old WWA even had women wrestling, and I, and I couldn't help thinking that, uh, I don't know if it still is, but a few years back, wrestling was filling the huge stadiums that two or three big-name rock bands together on the same bill couldn't fill. Right. I mean, wrestling... And uh, I don't know any of the names. I mean, of course, since Hulk Hogan got old, I don't know any of the names of the and, and Andre the Giant. I remember from the seventies and and when I was a kid, Vern Gagne and some of these slaughter. Yeah, I, and, and Steve Austin. Oh yeah. Uh, but I know some of these guys. But it's it's kind of disturbing to me how well most Americans know these guys you know what i mean between nascar and wrestling you got more spectators for any of those two things than you do for all the rest of sports combined it was huge yeah yeah. i mean the daytona if you don't know this the daytona speedway in florida the track is two and a half miles around and it this stadium seats two hundred fifty thousand people you drive by it uh, on the on the highway, and you drive by it, and you drive by it, and you drive by it. You know, it just it never stops. It's that big. The infield is like I don't know five, six football fields. You know, because and they let people camp in there. But I don't know the wrestling, and I, I think I think everybody knows it's fake, don't they, Mike? I think so. It's all yeah. staged. Now you you're gonna throw this. Uh, you throw a right, and I'm gonna uh, block it, and I'm gonna hit you with a chair. <laughs> All choreographed. You know, and then you, I'm gonna hit you on the head, and I'm gonna hold. I like when they hold the arm out like this and they t- <laughs> twist it, and the guy can't do anything about that. The Indian burn, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he can't do it. He can't reach over and hit you or kick you or anything. Too busy flailing. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> and people get all steamed up about it. They get, they get going, and they, um, they, like they'll, they'll introduce a wrestler, and huge booze. Yeah. From two hundred thousand, you know, at a stadium, you might have sixty, eighty thousand people. This week, huge yeah. booze. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the next, next, yeah, he might win or something, or, or say something to the announcer that they all of a sudden like, and now he's a nice guy. Right. Yeah, or or, or just the vice versa. You can, uh, if you t go crazy. Did you ever see the movie The Wrestler? I haven't. No, oh, no. Uh, the guy was, uh, or what was his name? Help me out, somebody. Six zero eight two one zero sixteen sixty seven. I want to say, uh, <clears throat> oh, Mickey Rourke. Mickey oh, Rourke, yeah, yeah he, he plays a, a great uh, down-and-out kind of barfly, uh, busted-down wrestler. Uh, he, he plays those kind of parts really well, you know, halfway criminal, halfway nice guy. Interesting actor. Very, very, I like Mickey Rourke. But this wrestler, and it showed, you know, these guys would, would have a little piece of razor or something in there. In their shorts or something, and and they'd get on and they'd scratch us, uh, themselves right here so they could draw blood, and it would, you know how a scalp wound gets, yeah, they, they blurred and bleed, and it just it would just kind of race down their face. The the blood would, you know, and, uh, but what is it about people that that they go nuts when they see that, Mike, huh? And they don't really enjoy it until the blood flows, do they? <laughs> yeah, it's the the old Coliseum. Yeah. And I was listening to uh, a little bit of whatever it is on the uh, that he was listening to, and uh, and uh, they were talking about uh, some guy. It must have been a tag team match or something, because they said one guy had enough. You know, one guy had had enough, and uh, and then they had the women out there, and they were trying desperately to uh, legitimize this women wrestling thing by saying, this is for everybody who's ever felt you know, put upon at work or abused or... or uh, Interesting. Or, yeah, yeah they, this is for everybody who just felt like they, did. they, they weren't uh, appreciated or they were abused sexually or something at work. And, and it's like they were letting these women symbolize getting back at... at uh, Person at, and and in the meantime, they really were only looking at their you know skimpy outfits and and watching them. Uh, I don't know. I had to punch each other and but anyway, that's uh that's neither here nor there. That was a wrestling bit I was going to do. Um, I got a haircut today. I don't know if you can tell I got a haircut, but I did. And uh, and. Uh, it's hard to tell. Yeah, you know, I can't see that one. Well, you know the, the one hair that you cut. The great, <laughs> uh, the great thing about if you if your barber gives you a good haircut, uh, it's a haircut that you you can't tell you got a haircut. You know, you don't really want it to look like you got a haircut. Somebody will say something like, "You got your ears lowered." <laughs> you know, no. Um, so, but I, I I've had uh, I go to the same barber all the time, and when I was down in Florida. I, I had a, a great, great friend who was a barber, married to a woman who they owned a, a beauty shop. And I'd go in there and just sit. Sometimes I'd get my hair cut. Sometimes I'd let the, her uh, do my uh, cut and color or whatever. But, um, but it was just fun being around uh, at the barber shop. 
and and him and I had quite a comedy routine going on, and I'd tell barber jokes, and I tell we'd tell regular jokes. He'd tell one, then I'd tell one, and then we got our routine down so good that the customers would get entertained. They would get in there, and and we'd make them tell a joke, and of course we'd make them feel like it was the funniest joke we ever heard, and uh, but it was fun. We'd get four or five guys in there talking and, and uh, laughing and telling jokes. Who's on the phone, Mike? Edwina. Edwina? Hi, honey. Where are you? Where are you? Someplace sunny and warm, that's all I can say. You want to? Are you really? Do you know how... Oh, it's beautiful here. It, do you know how sick that makes Mike and I, that you're down there and we're not? Well, we're sending warm thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We just, we, we just pop, popped on your podcast, and I can't tell you how handsome you're looking right now. Wow, thank you, hon. So what, what, what's changed? I, I did get a haircut. You did get a haircut. Yeah, and uh, I'm wearing, I'm wearing the, the jeans that your sister made me buy, and I think, <laughs> I think she bought me this shirt, too. Oh, it was one, you know it, huh? That was down. That was a Florida thing when we were down there. <laughs> what do you think? Well, see, did you? you t- went, did she told you that, didn't she? That's why you she told me what that that these clothes were stuff that she bought. No, and that's no, why you I thought I, I looked. Know. You didn't know. No. Mm. No. Well, that's what. That's the only thing different about me. Oh come on! It you must know, be the the suntan and the. No, that's not you know, suntan. Cut, that's you know, that's just, high blood pressure. Your barber that's not must sometime. be doing some working some wonders on you. You yeah. know, making you look sexy and things. You know. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't blow it. Didn't brush my neck off though. So I'm, I'm itching back here. <laughs> so you're but, itchy. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. Edwina, this is Lori Carpenter. Is her name? You don't mind me telling them that, do you? No, no. We called her Ed, <laughs> Edwina McMahon because of that dirty laugh. Remember when she sat here, and uh, she, she was sitting here, and and uh, boy, she was the best sidekick that I, I could ever. Because she, when she laughed, it, you have to laugh. Um, are you having a good time down there? What What's good about? Uh, is it North Carolina? Where are you? Yeah, we're in North Carolina. Yes, we are. And Did you go to Virginia already? Are you going to Virginia? Virginia is um, Thursday. We're going there Thursday and Friday. Yeah. Yeah, and then we'll, you know, come back to uh, North Carolina, and then we will um, head home. Oh, you guys are so lucky. Oh, the flowers are beautiful. The trees are beautiful. I know. It definitely has the southern atmosphere around here. We yeah. are just. Yep, I know. We're <laughs> yeah. we're jealous as hell. Karen said there's a big difference between green and white. <laughs> you, uh, kind of mean. She has a mean streak. She has but a mean streak. We yeah, get some more doesn't. snow tonight and tomorrow, and then it's going to be really nice. Oh, really? Yeah. So good. Then, you know, you guys are planning for a nice, safe trip for us to come home and some warm temperatures and no snow to shovel. That's that's awesome. We're oh, looking forward to that. I can't promise any of that because I don't know what your, your weather's like, but... When are you coming back to the Dallas, Lori? This summer. Don't you like us, or did you decide you didn't really like it there? Is, I mean, no, there's not. I know there's not very much to do in the Dallas. It's not very fun. Dallas? Yeah, it's really not much. Oh, we, there's plenty to do. You know, <laughs> plenty to do. Sightseeing, gardening. I, I say that kind of with a tongue in cheek because there's shopping, lots to do. Going, Shopping. Going to Sargento's and watching some. Dude, play. Yeah, uh, they uh, they got music. They got shopping. 
uh, sightseeing. Yeah, world class sightseeing, by the way, and all kinds yeah. of shows that you can go to plays or you can go to water shows or or water parks and go to dells dot com, dells dot com, and plan your next trip. Um, I'm proud I'll of it. I'll have to definitely book it. Forty some yeah. years I've been there in the, every summer, and I'm still proud of. Some people call it a tourist trap, and it's clap trap, and it's really just a, a lot of bother about not much. But that's okay. That's that's what I'm about. I'm clap trap and a lot of business about nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah, your sister will attest to that. But anyway, you guys, you guys are having. We're just a giggling here. I know. That's a, well. Get, Giggle a little bit louder so everybody else gets some of that giggle. There you go. I'm sorry. Um, I was also wondering if you could play my song. Well, I'll sing it. What is it? Which song? What is my song? Uh, Build me a buttercup. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. But, you know, I didn't bring the keyboard, but I'll, I'll sing it anyway. You didn't bring the keyboard? No. The keyboard's big and heavy and clumsy, and, and uh, oh. I can have a heart attack bringing it down the stairs or the elevator so i just it's still in my car that's, that's all right but i'll i'll sing do i have to sing one for karen too or not would you like this song sung for you too what, what do you want she wants that song We're, we both voted that song that song that song the build me up buttercup oh okay it's, yeah yeah it's it's it's, it's got a beat to it it's flowers i love i love <laughs> I love it when people come up uh, they, at work. They'll have a couple of drinks and they'll say, "You, hey, play that song, play that song by that guy. You know that song. You know that song. You always sing that one." I said, "What? Okay, what song by what guy? You know, you know that that's like. that song that oh. I like. I always ask you for." <laughs> when I was when I was down in Florida, Lori, I, I I get this. You know, I try to come to work in a in a really good mood. You know, and and uh, I'll bet you once a week at least somebody would come up to me before I got started playing, and they'd say, uh, "Hey, do you remember Fred?" And I'll say, "Who?" You know, Fred. He he. And they, this is, I swear this is what the, you know. He always wore the white shirt with the blue pants and the white belt. And the white shoes. He had white hair, you know, because everybody, everybody I played for had uh, white hair and a white shirt with blue blue pants, you know. And he always mm -hmm. wore that. And he and he just loved you. He just loved you. And I said, oh, oh, okay. I think maybe I do remember him. And then they uh, invariably they say, well, he died, you know. <laughs> so you're trying to be in a good mood. You're trying to right. be in a good mood, you know. And then they put you through that, you know. Uh, who was it? You know, do you remember the? You got to remember old Fred. You know, I don't remember him. I'm sorry. Well, he died. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that with me. I'm so sorry to hear that. You know what I mean? It's people, and it's the same as the. Oh, you. Hey, sing that song. You know that song. Sing that song I like. All right. I don't mean to be laughing at you. But I know, but that's. That, you know. I was going to tell a barber joke, and I'm going to tell you, uh, I was listening to the Beatles channel on the way uh, down here today because my friend Robin Zander was hosting a countdown last weekend on XM Radio on the Beatles channel. And he would he was announcing some of the 
greatest old Beatles songs that he and I used to love when we were kids, you know, and he was the, the announcer of the show. And uh, it, it really it really was fun to, to listen to him and and to hear the, the great old songs. But I was listening to it on the way here, and somebody else was hosting now. And Do you remember a song called Here, There, and Everywhere? Oh, yeah. Mike, anybody? It goes, to lead a better life, I need my love to be here, here. Making each day of the year, changing my life with the wave of her hand. Nobody can deny that there's something there. And I and I was just thinking, boy, those kids were the Beatles were so young when they did that, you know, and they were talking about everlasting love. <clears throat> and it, it's it's kind of a dream when you're young, isn't it, Laurie? That you oh, yeah. you'd, you'd fall in love and the love was just terrific and it would last forever. And it was a dream everybody, every young kid had for themselves. And one thing that's kind of nice about being our age is that. Uh, you can look back and see how your life did come out, you know, and mm -hmm. and and uh, when you're young, you're worried about, you know, do I should I buy a house? Should I change this job? Should I move? You know, all these things you you worry over, and then uh, they don't add up to much. Your life still happens, and anyway, that love love is forever, and 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 maybe they're right. What do you think? Do you do you have anybody in your life, Lori, that you uh, loved long ago that you maybe they're gone now and you still love them a parent oh, or, yeah. a brother there, or sister there have been people that have come and gone friends family yep there are those and you yeah, still love them you still it, you still think about them and still love them oh yeah you know you'll probably never remember or never forget any of those um the memories the ones that you really cared about and and do you believe that uh they they can work in your life as a, as spirits or as people that are gone. Are they still with you? Are they still right next to you? And and yes, uh, yeah, I think you that do? they can be. Yes, and they're and they're active in your life, kind of helping. Yep, they yeah. give you signs and That's they a, let you know that they're there and that they're looking out for you. And really nice. Not to forget them. Really nice feeling, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, you know, I I have a feeling that my. Uh, my wife Linda is working in my life, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, and uh, she's been gone for four years now, but you still you still get these good vibes here and there, and and just like this song, this is one of those people ask me, uh, what kind of music do you play, and and it's not classic rock, it's classic Jello, classic fluff, you know what I mean? It's just. Uh, it's you don't have to listen to the words very very hard. You know, there's no hidden meaning in any of my songs. You know, they just they're just fun. Are you ready for your song? I'm just gonna sing I'm ready. it. What do that was too loud. Sorry, back up the mic a little bit. <laughs> Why do you build me up, Buttercup, baby, just to let me down and mess me around? And then worst of all. You never call, baby, when you say you will. But I love you still. I need you, I need you more than anyone, darling. You know that I had from the start. So build me up, buttercup, don't break my heart. I'll be, sing it with me, Lloyd. I'll be over at 10. You told me time and again, but you're late. I wait around and then I go for the door. I can't take any more without you. 
You let me down again. Hey, hey, hey. Build me up and try to find. Now I'll make you happy. I'll be home. I'll be beside the phone waiting for you. Oh, 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 oh. Why do you build me up? But a cup, baby, just to let me down and mess me around. And then, worst of all, you never call, baby, when you say you will. But I love you still. I need you, I need you more than anyone, darling. You know that I have from the start. So build me up, but a cup don't break my heart. I need you more than anyone, darling. You know that I have from the start. So build me up, buttercup. Don't break my heart. I cut it a little short. I'll owe you a second. Awesome. Uh, that was really awesome. You had us, you had us dancing here inside the car, just a big <laughs> one and a, a giggle, and that's what it was. Well, I'll, I'll, I can owe you that second verse. The second verse, you were my toy, and I could be the boy you adore. I didn't sing that. I just went right to the ending. But um, is is Karen in the car? She is. Oh, what's this song? I, I, sing, I sing this one for Karen a lot. Uh, it goes like, uh, <laughs> what What'd she say? She, she said she needs a song for Hot Flash. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, no, no there's, I don't have any songs for that. You don't have any but, songs. No. You don't have any hot, hot songs. No. Oh, beach baby, beach baby. Down the sand, <laughs> from July to the end of September. <laughs> I like that song. Uh, well, you guys be safe, huh? And get home whenever you can, because uh, I miss you, and I don't, and I don't really want to hear any more so, uh, stories about how nice it is down there, because I'm really. We we, we won't tell you. Yeah. Just a, a story. We'll continue to yeah. send you text as to how nice and wonderful it is. Yeah, we'll see. If that. we send warm flood thoughts, they'll get to you sooner or later. It, it, I'm I'm really pissed that it's uh, it's uh, April, whatever it is, seventeenth. April and, showers bring April, May flowers. And, and I know that. I, that okay. doesn't help, honey. That does oh, not okay. help. April showers bring May flowers, but it doesn't help. It, I'm still pissed about this uh, huge icy mess that we've that we've got uh, as a total and the birds are even more pissed than i am oh i bet they are yeah but they're still not dying anywhere where i can see them tell mm. tell uh, tell karen that i don't still don't know where they die i mean they're freezing still, up he doesn't know where the birds die no, they're, they're freezing <laughs> you up you can't see them out in the lawn no they're definitely you'd think you'd see them on that snow wouldn't you and if <laughs> hey if one did die on the snow wouldn't you see a lot of, I don't know, cat or squirrel prints if somebody else, they say somebody's eating these birds. You know, like as soon as they hit the ground, they're totally consumed by other animals. Well, where's those tracks? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'll work on that. I'll, right. I'll ponder that thought for you. All right, say hello to your sister. I will do that. All right, honey. Thanks for entertaining us this afternoon. Thanks for calling in. Bye. I got time for a, a, a barber story. Uh, one of these jokes that we used to tell uh, quite a lot, we tell all kinds of jokes. I had a, this, this barber friend of mine was a singer, and I introduced him with stuff like, yeah, this guy used to be a doctor, but he had to give up his practice because he was becoming emotionally and sexually involved with a lot of his patients. And uh, it was a shame, too, because he was the finest veterinarian in Manatee County for many years. 
Yeah. And I would say, yeah, you, he did a lot of things for, for other people. He, he opened up a halfway house for girls who wouldn't go all the way. He, uh, he was an original uh, founding member of uh, the Manatee County chapter of Sex Without Partners. And, uh, you know, and then he'd get up and sing a few songs. But this guy was fun, and he'd tell jokes of his own. And I was going to tell one quick barber joke before we go. Uh, Barber, and, and I think about this guy's barbershop when I tell this one too, because it's like a, a guy pokes his head in the door and he says to the barber, "Hey Tony, how many in front of me?" And Tony looks at his his uh, chairs and waiting area and he says, "Uh, six. He says, "Okay, I'll come back tomorrow." So uh, he pokes his head in later uh, the next day and he says, "Hey Tony, how many in front of me?" He says, "Uh, five. He says, "Okay, I'll come back later," and he leaves. Next day he comes in and he says, hey, Tony, how many in front of me? He says, uh, six. He says, okay, I'll come back later. And this time Tony says to another guy, he says, uh, hey, Wally, follow that guy and see where he goes. So he, this friend of his goes out, uh, goes out and he, a little while later he comes back and he says, Tony, I followed him. And he says, oh, yeah, where'd he go? He says, he goes to your house. So, so in other words, yeah, 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 never mind. That was one of the barber jokes. Um, anyway, it, it, we're we're running out of time here. I want to thank uh, Mike Brockfeld in the uh, control room, and uh, our callers. Remember Joe Two Point Oh at uh, at Wilderness at Monks at the Wilderness. Get your tickets. Uh, Dan Collar. That's Dan dot Collar at MonksBarnGrill dot com. And uh, it's 9630408. Let's get a big bunch of people and go over to see Joe 2.0. It's a show that you like nothing you've ever seen. I'll, I'll uh, write a little something on Facebook about it, describing it. And, anyway, um, we'll see you next week. Thank you again to Sorrentos for the money and uh, for employing me for 11 and a half years. And to Mitch Hank. My mentor here, I thought maybe he'd call in, say hello, but he's too busy. He's coming on at 6 o'clock, five minutes. We're going to see have a, a live Mitch Hank show right here. I might stick around and, be, and pester him and be his sidekick for a show. Anyway, we're out of here. See you next time. <laughs>